Scatter Melodies featuring Pride Through Strife from uh, right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And Terms and Conditions is the name of that tune you guys were asking. I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until we get on the air. Yeah, local band, man. That's, uh, Scatter Melodies, are you familiar with uh, Josh and Jake? No. Yeah. You know? Oh, you need to get a hold of these guys, man. They get you connected with them. Uh, really cool dudes. The uh, rhythm section. So it's just a it's just a bass and a drum, and uh, they add uh, different artists, and they make an album with uh, different artists. So every song oh, is uh, different. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you need a, a, a collective agreement is their album right now. I know they're working on another one as we speak. So uh, oh, nice. I don't think it's going to stop. To be honest with you. So. Oh, please go check them out. Whoever's listening right now. You dug like, them, huh? <laughs> Pretty cool stuff, right? Yeah, way cool. I always dig the horns. Like, I wish if there's a horn player out there that's looking for something to do with like a blues band, there's like a rock band like us. Give us, you know, get at us. Yeah, we've had a hard time as as far as instruments go, as far as a horn section for some reason. Have you trying to add some for yourselves? Yeah, uh, would love to write some pieces with some horns in it. That'd be that'd be pretty badass. Yeah, you know, we even have existing material right now that would just be amazing. With you know, just a little bit of a horn section in there. We have Ebenezer, by the way, hanging out with us. And uh, you know, throw out your website one more time. And, uh, Ebenezer.com, E-B-I-N-E-Z-E-R.com. And where did that name derive from? Uh, you know, <laughs> stories. <laughs> you know. Stories. <laughs> you know. What, 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 what was, before you tell that story, I want to know what you had prior in mind in the band. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. I want to know that. <laughs> it's a long process, man, <laughs> a long process. Uh, I guess like it originated really with Scrooge, right? Yeah, with with Scrooge because I really dug the Charles Dickens story, you know, and uh, just that whole kind of outlook and that story in life because it happens time and time again. You know, it happened to me. You know, I was I wasn't rich or anything, but I was a very dark kind of a dude, whatever. But like, it took a lot of BS to turn me around, and you know, you take things like that, <clears throat> make them into something better. That's what Ebenezer's all about, you know. You take uh, the story in the Bible, story from Charles Dickens, who I think he stole it from the Bible. But uh, <laughs> it's just accus- accusations. But I did the same exact what, thing. What do you think so. a Christmas tale <laughs> or a Christmas story is? Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a story about the Ebenezer Stone in the Bible that uh, kind of says the same sort of things, having lost hope and uh, finding hope in the Bible within God or, right. or with Ebenezer Scrooge, it was about finding those three ghosts that came to him and made him see otherwise. Uh, it's just the same sort of uh, story, you know, with us, you know, so we had to kind of latch onto that and I think it fit very well with us, you know. You, you, what about Scrooge? Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking like <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> was, was there a D in the end of that one? I think it was a Scrooge, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Was I there a D? Was, I thought there was a D. Yeah. Was there a Scrooge? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> might, might have been some legal action right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Um, no, but yeah, before it was like Scrooge, I did uh, kind of like a solo thing after I... Um, you know, quit uh, doing kind of metal, which I did for like 15 years. So we start. I started doing acoustic stuff as a Scrooge, and then it just turned into Ebenezer. As like, these guys are f- like family. Everybody in the band is family. You know, one way or another. Yeah, I've been around. I mean, I got to watch both of these guys play in previous bands together. Always as like just a fan of it, and then we started with Ebenezer, and then I got to be in- involved. You know, so that was pretty cool. You, got, you guys got me involved, really. <laughs> <laughs> how did that get, How did that happen? Well, uh, me and Josh Ryan, by the way, and a couple different bands together in Colt, North of Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we did some stuff, and uh, he plays guitar originally. Yeah, yeah. original, yeah, guitar player, badass metal guitar player. For that one, <laughs> I remember talking about this. Yeah, you guys, the metal. Yeah, 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 we did a lot of metal uh, for a long time. 
and then uh, I stayed doing the metal thing for a while, you know, and uh, Josh started doing the Scrooge thing. And then one day Josh was like, I have a drummer and Rudy's playing guitar. And he's like, we need a bass player to fill in for the show I have. And I was like, okay. You know I mean, I went over there and jammed. And was just going to fill in for the show, you know, that one show, and then we played the show. And then, and then like, it kicked oh, ass, oh, and then he was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I'll play I'll bass. Stay, you, yeah. know what yeah. I mean? I'll, you know what I mean? So I switched over to the bass and everything. Well, not a big transition for you? Uh, I think I was meant to be there the whole time. Really? Because you know, I was always a real rhythmic like, guitar player, you know what I mean? Like, right. Never, like, super, like, doing crazy leads and just crazy, you know what I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. I was never really wanted to do that. Okay. And so, like, when I started playing bass, I just, I really feel just, like, at home with, like, riding that rhythm, you know what I mean, keeping keeping with the drums and just, like, you know what I mean? Right. Putting all the big notes in behind everything, you know what I mean? It's really making everything fill out. And it so, works. So I'm a heavy bass player. Nice, man. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's bobbing your head at the bass yeah. and drums, man. Yeah, dude, exactly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, right on, man. And, uh, and that dude's not here. No, that dude's, that dude's working man. for that man. <laughs> well, ridiculous. He's doing something. I don't know. He's he's always got little excursions that he goes and does. <laughs> if there's not money involved, he's not. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's not money involved. <laughs> um, but he's the he's the drummer. So yeah, he's a drummer. Skins and tins. Yeah. yeah, skins and tins. We also have a, a DJ now. Uh, oh, do you? Yeah. No, oh, interesting. Um, what was his name again, Rudy? <laughs> what was he calling himself? Self knowledge. Yes, DJ self knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. how often is that? Uh, he's there. He's in the studio more than we are. Yeah, <laughs> he lives he's always he's always in there. You know. So what's the, what's the elements of bringing him in? Like, what do you got to uh, mixing in with that? Uh, a lot of knowledgeable samples, as far as uh, people that we respect in history, George Carlin. You know, uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, samples quotes, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's Cat added Williams. a lot of that, and he kind of opened our eyes to it, and it's kind of working pretty good. And nice. Yeah. Oh, so you could be pl- throwing in some stuff on the on oh, the yeah. album and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. In betweens and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I like that in stuff. In between man. stuff and filling, you know what I mean. And uh, he's also, uh, you know, jumping on the keys. Yeah, playing there, keys and, for us. Oh, right on, man. And just you know trying to really fill in this big electronic. You know what I mean? A uh, piece of music that we kind of want to have going, you know, in with us. And oh, interesting. Ebenezer journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to be giving you guys a, a complete different sound. Don't you think? Yeah, he, yeah, he's real nice on the scratch cuts too, which you know adds a little bit of flavor into what we're doing. You know? All yeah, oh, right, I, yeah, man. Uh, so none of that's on this one though. This is the no. Uh, no he so wasn't. He wasn't. He stuff. wasn't involved yet. Yeah, all new stuff. So next next Wednesday, you guys are playing at Wasted Grain in, in Old Town Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. Is, that's. A stuff. lot of all new stuff, yeah. Nice. A lot of new stuff. So, is, are, are you blending in some of the older stuff with him? Oh, yeah. In there? oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool tracks off that first album that I mean, yeah, you played on yeah. stage and it it gets people going. So, right. and then Dustin cut our our, uh, our DJ he cuts in too, and he, he even on uh, even on the new stuff live. Oh, cool. Man. And like yeah. the old uh, tracks we have that are already existing on the album, right? He does fill in and, and do some stuff all over the top of those. You know what I mean as well? Yeah, nice man. Chimes in with some organs. And well, that's cool to be yeah. open. I mean, we talked about this before. I remember <laughs> as uh, being open minded to being you know putting songs together. I mean, because I know. It can be very ego-driven for a lot of people. When they, this is my song. It's got to be this way. Or oh yeah, me know. especially. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, there's exceptions to the rules, of course. I mean, if, if it's your band, it's your rules. It's fine. But I mean, like as far as building songs together as a band, I mean, that's really is what's important, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's weird. It's like, I think when you see bands today, and you know, talk about like bands that have succeeded when one of the original members have left. You know, there's not a whole lot of those, there's you know. No, and, yeah. And so you look at bands where they first started, and once they have someone else new, especially like a singer, yeah, it, you lose the, the authenticity, things. I think, of, yeah. of where the band started was from. 
Yeah, we got lucky though because our singer's really good. <laughs> so that's like the, the best link there. So we can't yeah, replace you guys that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are fine. So uh, with the new album that you're writing lyrics and, and everything, and uh, we're talking about moving towards more of a social global message. What yeah. are you uh, focusing on? Uh, you know, just just the knowledge that we gain every day now that we live in a amazing world of technology that we can have uh, you know instant information. You know, uh, just a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's going on within our within our government, within our own people, within propaganda and agendas that we didn't really we were kind of blindfolded from before. You know, until this instant knowledge right. thing. You know, just same thing like you know you gotta you gotta cut out all the BS and filter all of the good stuff in uh, as far as where you want to find your knowledge from, and we try to portray that through to the music. You know. Um, Yes, the, you, you have to hear the create, song Caddy yeah, Wampus to really an outlet. You know what I mean for people too that are experiencing all these things that we are experiencing. Yeah. Like these negative things and these, you know, all these are good things too. But just uh, you know, actually, the writing of the music of these thoughts is so makes it relatable for other people. You know, yeah, and, yeah, I think and we get to portray that out so that. People yeah. want to know that other people think the same way. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of like it's total munchkin land, dude. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> everyone kind of just does their own business, but they hide behind the uh, you know the bushes. You yeah. know, right. That yeah. Don't want to. Oh, there's something else going on. I can't get involved. I like I can't do anything. That's you know. Perfect. So trying to have that kind of that, that movement. You know, that peaceful movement of, of I guess a, of a social consciousness that we all need to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. Of what's going on. What are we doing to ourselves? And I always say, let's let's put the world down for a minute. You know, let's take a step back. Let's see what we're doing to ourselves. Right. You know, what is it? I mean, this is that's fucking out of control. I mean, it's completely out of control. What's going on? And I almost feel like there's a um, I don't know if you guys believe this or not um, that there's a very few people. That, that control, control the country, right? That control the world? Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. I don't think there's... I don't have any it, doubt about that. You know what's with, with conspiracy theories like that and stuff? What gets me... You know, a lot of people say, oh, watch out for them and stuff. But when you listen to something like that, and it starts kind of making sense... Yeah, I'm so saying the more of it's becoming more clear. Yeah. You start seeing the real... The, well, what is the anybody... behind the curtain. What is anybody doing about it? Right, that's another A thing lot of too. people are telling the same conspiracy theories or talking about it or discussing it. But done. Yeah, and then it's... I don't. It's almost a, people are almost afraid if you try to do something that something's gonna happen to you before you even get to try. You know. Right. I mean, it's like when you watch a talk show or like you know everyone claps and applauds. Yes, we're right, but nothing gets done. Yeah. 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 We agree that should be changed. <laughs> That's all we do. We disagree that it should be changed. <laughs> we're not gonna do anything to change it. We're just gonna agree. But it, I think that that clarity is gonna becoming more uh, apparent to more people yeah. when you start seeing this because I think what we're looking at right now is almost an act of desperation on those in control that want to almost push a little bit more of the pressure on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah lately, yeah. I kind of see a little bit more of that. I mean, if you look about, um, you know, everything is going good, everything is fine, our economy is well, jobs are up, we, you know, I mentioned this earlier or not, but, uh, you know, but yet I still feel like the world's going to fucking blow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I still feel like this, not, not everything is good. It's because it's not. But, but everything is good. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Everything is good. I think when you associate yourself with, with news that might make you sad or worried, well, that's your problem. You should Yeah, it you doesn't touch in our backyard, so it doesn't it really... Does, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. there are certain issues I think we can all get together and help them fix and everything like that, but there are a lot that we can't. I can't control ISIS. Right. Yeah, I can't yeah. control Ebola. You know, no. I can't control the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it, That's a huge problem, too, is 
people are into reality TV all the time more than they are staying up on current events yeah, sometimes. You right. Know? That kind of, I guess our values of what we hold as Americans have changed a lot. And that's, that's really the first thing that you have to change before you can do make any steps to change political or change the system how it is. You have to change people's minds. Right. You have to, if, if you take a group of people, 10 people, and you make them think for themselves rather than whatever somebody else says, right. I think that's a step in, the, in a better direction. Sure. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, you know, that's what I see these, uh, you know, stories online and on Facebook and, like this news organization shot up a picture of the, uh, the kid that shot up um, Sandy Hook. Yeah. Do you think it's real? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting to. So, uh, you know, of course, I want to read the comments and everything. Yeah. It's like, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. Everyone's saying it's a hoax. Everyone's like, you are an idiot. You believe everything you see on the internet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe you're the idiot for not really seeing what's going on. You're just accepting the story, and you don't want to question authority. Yeah. And that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, you just believe everything you just believe CNN it. and Fox News gives you. Right, so you're, so you're blaming me for believing everything I see on the Internet, yet you believe everything you see in the media. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you see the problem there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think for me, that's what is most annoying from these people that just are unwilling to see that. So I like to comment, you know, and I yeah. get some responses back and everything, and you know, for, for me, I'm like, I don't know, man. I've seen crisis actors in certain videos that weren't related to these events. Yeah. In the same ones, you mean? The same people. Same people in, in different events. Yeah. yeah, there's like in the Boston bombing, I think there's the same person in, in the, the yeah. Sandy Hook, isn't there? Right. That's what, Yeah, I've seen that too. I mean, and then it, there's just a lot of questions about this one. I mean, there was already a planned drill for that day. You know, um, nobody was allowed to go in this. There was, I don't know, it's just weird. Do, do your research on it, but there's a lot about it. And, you know, do you, but do you think they would be so blatant to cover to, to do something like that in, in our, you know, right in front of us, like nine eleven? Try to pull pull a stunt like that just yeah. to yeah. I mean, nine eleven is right in front of you. You're seeing bombs yeah. burst out of the building. <laughs> You're seeing these bursts of bombs bopping out. You know, thirty forty floors before the collapse even reaches that area. I mean, and then bomb re reports of bombs blowing up. I mean, how do you ignore that? Right. They have to have distraction. They What's have scary to, about they that? Have to distract us. Like that's what all that is. You right. Know? Nothing they, to see here. Yeah, they can't push anything right. without being distracted. What's that, Brad? Well, Brad's leaving right now. Brad, he's been helping. Bye, us Brad. Brad. See you later, Brad. Brad's been filling for Carl, the intern. What did you? Uh, what did you say, by the way? Oh, I said uh, jet fuel doesn't burn as hot as it Oh, jet fuel. Yeah, no, doesn't yeah, burn. No, right. Fuel. Perfect. It would have <laughs> been gone. Yeah. Instead of seeing molten lava drip down from the side of the buildings, right? Thank you for that <laughs> comment, Brad. I appreciate that. That's great. <laughs> All right, on, man. You guys have a good one. I might Thanks, see Brad. You later. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Man. Have a great one, man. Cool, man. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's just one of those things. I think we all have to kind of pay attention to, you know, what we're being told. You know, there's that BBC report of Building 7 collapsing. However, it's still there in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. So what, what gets me, though, is that what's scary about it is if there was, I mean, all those innocent people that were hurt and were killed from that and families that lost people, you think that, that kind of leans towards our government would pull a stunt like that, risking, I mean, just risking all those lives, getting, I mean, killing all those people just... Well, I mean, do you that's know that our government doing it to ourselves. I mean, that's what that comes down to. Well, it's big money is what's going on with this. So if you follow the money, I think what's going on. I don't know how much you guys know about the story, but the World Trade Centers were a disaster. They were losing money every year. I mean, there was asbestos all over the buildings. It would have cost like hundreds of millions of dollars to fix it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Bush needed a reason. Well, I think Bush's brother was head of the security at World Trade Center. Wow. So, yeah. 
So well, you know, you know, you know a little bit more about it than I've heard. Yeah, so far. I, I, there was uh, these guys made a movie called Loose Change 9/11. Yeah, yeah. and and I was fortunate enough to have him in my show back in. Are in, you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. I, I we had a two hour show that was just pretty. I have some of it on online. You, just, yeah, I got to get a hold of it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff, man. I mean, it, it'll open your eyes. There's no doubt about that. To like, it did for me when I saw it movie for the first time. Going, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I was like, wow. Can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it, like, fishy at first to see there <laughs> a building fall in free fall form as every single de- uh, professionally demolished building does. But yeah, yeah, right. Tell me, no, it was a pancake effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have stopped like. Four floors. Yeah, would have never gone that. Never gone that far. Other reasons and the columns were gone. These yeah. steel columns, that, right at the middle of the gut of the building, are gone. You gotta be kidding me. Jet I fuel. mean, it's just <laughs> yeah, jet fuel. Yeah. What about well, this jet fuel? I went all the way down the building. Yeah, it was and, a big plane. Solved the whole columns of everything. Right. It's like I'm a villain. I'm a welder by profession and it's melting some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's just not <laughs> true, man. So yeah, they try to pull it right over us, man. I mean, so anyway, so the World Trade Center. Uh, asbestos, everything. It was cost millions to clean up. Uh, he ended up Sheldon Silverstein's his name, who the owner of the, of the complex, ended up getting an insurance policy, like the day like, before, like a, like a couple months before. Oh, wow! Of uh, of terrorist attacks, a billion dollars. So when the towers got taken down, he sued the insurance company and said it was two different attacks. So got he got two two billion. Oh wow! Billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of put out options on, uh, I think, on the airlines that day because the airlines lost money, obviously. So someone someone made money that day. You follow that. You can follow those stories. I mean, there's just a lot of bullshit that, and that was the eye opener for me. That was the eye opener that says, you know what? Um, I'm I'm kind of alone here, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, holy shit, where are we? Right. You know, I mean, what what is going on here? Something. It seems like it's out of out of reach. We have no control over it. Right. What, what, I mean, the only thing we can do is, uh, I mean, what is gather around campfires? I mean, right. <laughs> what else? What What are the options? What do you? I mean, what do you guys think we can do as a community to really get together? You know, I mean, no, no one wants to say hi to anybody anymore in the streets. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, as far as sociability goes, uh, connecting with people within your community, like. That's that's a must for us, you know. We wave, we talk to all of our neighbors. We're right, but nobody goes out though. Everyone n- stays it's, home. It's a right. yeah. It's a very it's a very tough thing, you know. And, uh, yeah, but if people are staying home, like, I mean, like I've lived where I'm at right now about three years in like my cul-de-sac, and like I've grown to be friends with all my neighbors. Like this, some of them are old as hell. Some of them are older than me. Some are younger. You know what I mean? Whatever. But I've got great joy out of ha- knowing my neighbors and depend more on the community than yeah, depend I mean, on your government. And I can go out and just see my neighbors hang out with kids. We have parties together. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's good to have that sense of, like, community, you know what I mean? But like, that's nice on a small scale, though. Yeah. You know, when you're talking right. about a large scale, that's, I mean, they, they, you have <clears> to, <throat> to kind of turn to media. You have to turn to internet or, yeah. you it, know. It, or it's exactly what, what, what we've been doing. People with this knowledge uh, trying to spread it around, you know. Uh, that's the only thing really we can do is, is try and spread the knowledge to as right. many people so they start free thinking and, and you know. Stop this habitual propaganda they've been fed their entire lives as Americans. Yeah, and that's it's one of the major one of those is the the marijuana laws, you know, <laughs> <laughs> from back in 1937. Goddamn paper companies. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dupont, I believe yeah. it was, man. Look at the chemical company, man. Yeah. No, we'll make plastic our way with chemicals. Yeah, exactly. instead of going with hemp. Yeah. You know, you think that would they would take more advantage of it? Oh, we can do all that with that. Well, let's grow this instead, but save yeah. money doing it this. Yeah, I it's just. 
So that, again, it's one of those things where who you, you know. Who had the most money and who won the battle is one of all that shit. You know? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, and just what happens the, every time in America. Whoever has the most money wins. And the propaganda of it all, man. The propaganda of of them continuing to tell you that it's the worst drug ever in the world. and <laughs> Putting it in a category with heroin as far as... Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing those posts on Facebook where it shows a lady's picture before, and then it says after the use of marijuana, and you could clearly tell it's like meth or something <laughs> else. <laughs> right. I mean, she's like 60 pounds lighter and everything. Well, no. there's, yeah, there's a... Uh, I think it was Michelle Bachman, maybe. There's a page on, like, Americans for Michelle Bachman. And it's always uh, like drug photos and stuff, <laughs> and they're really fucked up. And yeah, like they don't don't make sense. So, like, you don't know what you're talking. Like a guy's got like a half a head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but people people buy that, man. I mean, yeah. you watch yeah, you watch yeah, those shit. religious channels on TV, man. And I mean, which I do religiously. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only religion. That I, uh, you know what? I, I'm just I, I gasp at amazement when I watch those shows. I gasp at amazement when I see these people so just taken by the stranger on stage a speaker, yeah. sp- preaching a gospel that he is not following. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it happens so many times. And they give their money. I mean, they just give their money and they, they're so into it. And, and it's, and it's those, it's those people that are the ones that need to be mind changed. Yeah. You know, and that's where you have that fine line of approaching someone. So I'm like, all right, look, I can't be like, I told you so. I can't be argumentative with you. I have to figure a way to talk to you. Yeah. So yeah. you'll get it. So How you'll you'll see it in your own eyes. You have to make them realize that. And once they do realize that, then it's up to them to acknowledge it or or still live in the live in dark. You know, for marijuana or for for anything. People get set in their ways, man. Yeah, they do. And that's that's a horrible yeah. thing. Nobody likes change. Well, they don't want to be told they've been lied to. Right, they yeah. Want to yeah. Go, I, 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 believe I believed in, it, and I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a devout Christian, and this and that. You know, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how are you going to change that guy's mind? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that at all? Have you seen that at all with Kirk Cameron? He, he, he made a movie called Saving Christmas. No. Yeah. In fact, our local Fox network had an interview with him. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? This is the guy that said, what did he say? He goes, um... In order to reach the person soulfully, you need to navigate around the intellect. And then they'll understand religion. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Navigate around the intellect. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. And, P- and like, a Fox had him on the station. It sounds a, like amazing advice for, yeah. for people. Sounds Turn like Fox. Turn into a sheep and then... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. So he, he made a movie called Saving Christmas, and it just came out. And I guess Rotten Tomatoes, you guys know that website? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, but just a shit review, obviously. Oh, yeah. So now Kirk Cameron's like asking all his followers to give it a better review so it can get better. Well, <laughs> <laughs> make him look better in the eyes yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Please make me look better. I'm like, Leave me alone, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, people who don't believe in religion aren't knocking on your door telling you not to believe in religion. Right. Yeah. You know, you're knocking on my door telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's the fucking wrong. What is going on with that, man? Can like, you imagine if you went around and, like, tomorrow I went around knocking people's doors and try to convince them to go against religion? Yeah, right. <laughs> like this. They'd right. call the police. The cops would be yeah. calling. Yeah. Like a right. shot. Yeah, Are you kidding exactly. me? Yeah. That's yeah. not good. <laughs> well, you know, wait, well, what's the difference? There's no difference there. Yeah, you know I mean, no, there is no what difference. I'm really trying to do with push, yeah. Right, you're right. All right, so let's play another tune, Ebenezer, and we're going to come back with a live tune from you guys. Okay. Okay. I want to get that ready to go. So, what are we going to jam from Milk and the Goat to feed the, the Lamb? Beach? Beach bum, yeah, that's a good tune, I think. 
I like that song. I Unbiased to pay for. <laughs> did this live for us on the front porch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was awesome. That. With our drummer set up on that little patio oh, it on felt, the top. felt very southern. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to play uh, you guys, and I'm going to follow it up with some Cush County. Yeah. Sweet. They did a song called You Bad. Um, Again, because uh, on the, the 26th on Wednesday. We, uh, you can come see both of us, yeah. And Cush County together right down there at Wasted Grain. So, yeah, well, it's a double shot right here, so come right back. We'll be uh, going global with Gas Man with Ebenezer here in the studio. It's Beach Bum from them. Ow. Ow. 